What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Breakthrough Society podcast. I'm your host Irvin and today we have my good friend Jamie Hyde on the show. Now Jamie, he's he's combining the concept of mindset and marketing, right? So he's he has a movement going on called Vision Quest for Success. So what he does is mainly he's a consultant for entrepreneurs, business owners that are stuck right like they 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 listen to all these motivational speakers and entrepreneurs and and you know real people that give out real advice but there's just so much information and they're just overwhelmed they're stuck i felt like this so many times um he's he's uh also been through the situation so you know he's he's teaching out of experience you know which is the best you couldn't ask for something more real right like you have to have a coach a consultant that has been through what he's preaching right so this is this is jamie this is what he does right he's also a podcast host and um go check him out right now on instagram or facebook at the real jamie hyde he's he's omnipresence so uh, just look him up and you'll find him and uh we had a really interesting conversation and he pretty much took over some part of the this episode which i appreciate right because he saw um a need he saw an opportunity to help me in in something so you know he he took it over for for a short period of time and we went through this this exercise that you know you can try out on your own so pay attention to it take notes and uh let's get into it all right guys so real quick we got some housekeeping right before we get into the show um like i said before when i was introducing jamie um go over to facebook instagram and look him up at the real jamie hyde follow him um, he's 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 out there trying to change uh, entrepreneurs business business owners mindset and and help them out create to create a business around their their life that they desire right so I think that's very important um, I know everybody has felt stuck at a point in their in their journey so I know you'll you'll benefit from it I know you'll benefit from the exercise that we did on here. Um, so share it out to your friends families family members everybody that you know is going to benefit from it but tell them why you think they will benefit from it or why you know they will benefit from it um also share it out on your social media tag us um let us let us know how how this helped you especially jamie reach out to him also go over to facebook type in the break to society movement join the facebook group like the facebook page and with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in and let's get into the show. All right, cool. All right, so Jamie, how's it going, man? Welcome to Breakthrough Society. Thank you. Thanks for having me, brother. For sure, man. It's an honor. Um, all right, I froze for a sec. Um, yeah, dude, so whenever you meet somebody for the first time uh, and they say, Hey, Jamie, what do you do? Like, you know, what's your answer to that? How do you respond? How uh, do I respond? Um, man, that's a good question. I, um, 
so uh, back in December, well, it's been a long journey, of course. Everybody has that journey, right? Yeah. But uh, I work with people uh, that want more out of their life, out of their own personal business, uh, typically entrepreneurs, right? And they're stuck, and they're stuck because of one of two reasons. They're either stuck because they have unprocessed trauma, uh, usually in your childhood, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then the other reason that people are usually stuck is because of information overload. So it's, uh, I need this funnel, I, I need to run these advertisements, I need this yeah. CRM, oh, oh my God, I don't know where to go. And then a, a lot of entrepreneurs also get stuck and I got stuck my own self for a long time and listening to this person and that person, this person and that person. And, and although it's all kind of the same destination, like your head could spin really fast, right? Do you, do you listen to Gary? Do you listen to Tony? Do you listen to uh, uh, Ed, uh, Andy, you know, Dean, Ryan? <laughs> what do you listen to? Oh my God, it's so much. And and I was stuck in that for a long time, brother. And then when I really dialed back into Apex and Ryan Stuman, uh, after two and a half years being in the program, I started floating that way, right? I was listening to all these different podcasts and I like all those guys, but when I got dialed back in and just Ryan's message and then only working with coaches that coach under him and in a similar system, was I able to get clear on my path. So so what is it that you help like the business owners? So do? so start so we'll start with so the first thing that we start with is what does your life look like at age eighty? And most people start with, I have no clue. Right. So it comes down to is your is your business running you or are you running your business? And are you building with intent and with purpose? Mm -hmm. So what I do is if you have a, a significant other in your life, a spouse, a fiance, somebody you're going to be with for a long time, I ask that my clients start and write down a rough idea of what their life looks like age 80 and have their significant other do the same thing, completely separate without interference of each other. There's no right or wrong answers. Your, your dreams are your dreams. His or her dreams are his or her dreams, right? And uh, it's a rough draft. It doesn't have to be so much in, in specific detail, but I don't care if it's a $50 hut in the jungle or a $50 million mansion in Fiji. I don't really care. It's your dream. That's all that matters, right? And, and the reason that we do this is it creates a roadmap in our brain of where we're going. So the uh, analogy I use for that is I now live in South Florida, but I grew up in a little farming community 80 miles north of Detroit in Michigan. And long time before you were born, my friend, we had these things called paper maps <laughs> before yeah. GPS, right? And if I wanted to go home to my little my little hometown, I grew up in a little farmer community. I had to find it on the map and I had to trace the route for, you know, for driving instructions on how to get there. Yeah. So now, of course, I know it by heart, right? I know that I take Florida's Turnpike and it runs in Interstate 75 and I run Interstate 75 through the southern states through Toledo, Ohio, and it's going to bring me out a little west of Detroit. And then I have to work my way uh, north and east from there to get to my hometown through state roads and county roads. So let's say that my little hometown that's 1,377 miles away from me now uh, represents age 80. And I start driving north. Well, about three and a half, four hours north of here, before I get out of Florida, right before I get to Georgia, there's this highway that runs east and west called Interstate 10. And Interstate 10 runs from Jacksonville, Florida to San Diego, California. So if I don't mm. have in my mind that I want to go to my hometown uh, called Marlette, Michigan, right? If I don't have that in my mind and I'm just driving my car, and in this case, the, uh, the analogy is my vehicle is my business or my life or whatever I'm building, and I come across Interstate 10, I might accidentally turn left and end up in Dallas or San Diego. Now, 
you know I love Dallas. I've been out there four times since December. <laughs> for for yeah. Apex meetups, right? I love Dallas, and I like going out to visit, but that wasn't my intention. So here's where it gets really super powerful. I sit down, and I write out what I want. And my wife sits down and writes out what she wants. And then we sit down and we discuss the two visions and they are never the same. They're probably not even going to be close. I don't care. And we've been married probably 30 years now. We talk about this a lot because this is what I teach. So we kind of have a rough idea. But then we have to sit down and we have to negotiate a common goal. Um, not to get preachy on you, but the Bible says something about where two or more come together and ask for it, it shall be given, right, or shall be done. That's a very loose translation of the Bible verse. But there's power in numbers. There's power in coming together toward a common goal. So we've decided we want to go to my hometown and we get to Interstate 10. And let's say that four-hour drive from here represents four years from now on our journey towards age 80. Now I look at my wife and I say, you know what, honey? I says, uh, you know, I say, uh, you know, I know we were going to go to my, my hometown where I grew up. But you know what? I really have this like this feeling, like this calling that I want to go to Dallas instead. What do you think? And she says, yeah, you know what? That sounds cool. I've never been to Dallas. Let's go check it out. Now we intentionally make that left turn and we go to Dallas. That's awesome. You can change your dream is the whole point of this. You can change how many you could change 25 times. It doesn't matter. But the point is that you do it with intention and you're in control of it. So we start there. So what's the dream? What's the vision? Back again, is your business running you or are you running your business? What are you building? Yeah. Right. So we start with that long range vision. And then we start backing off to what's a five-year goal, what's a four-year goal, what's tomorrow's goal, what does tomorrow look like? And then we start building and stepping toward it. Because if you don't have that dream, my friend, first time somebody says you're crazy, someone says you don't know what you're doing, someone says who you think you are, you're going to quit. You're going to give up. You don't know what you're, what you're chasing after. And money never sustains. It can never be about the money. Yeah, dude, and like... I, I I know like I heard it before where it's like if you tell if you ask somebody like what are your goals or what do you want to do by the end of the year, they gotta think about it for a second because they really don't know. Yep. But if you ask them what don't you want, then they start naming all these shits. And it's like like you have it backwards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your name you have everything that you don't want in the back of your mind, but sure. you don't you don't have in the back of your mind what you want. And it's like you gotta think about it for a minute or two. So you got to have that rough idea. You got to know, you know, you got to know what the big idea is. Um, So hence my program is called Vision Quest for Success because we create that vision and then we're on a a path to become successful. And whatever that looks like to you is completely fine. There's no judgment. You know, some people only want to hit a certain level and retire. Cool. Some people like myself, I want to work till lunchtime of the day of my funeral. Because I genuinely love what I do. So they say when you love what you do, You'll do it when you find what you love, what you do. You'll do it for every day for the rest of your life. And it's not work. It's just, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah, that's true, man. It's, it's, it's what you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you do something different if you just enjoy what you're doing? Even right. if it's, even if to somebody else, it looks like, oh, this dude's working all the fucking time. It was like, <laughs> if, I, if I like working all the fucking time, I mean, you know, why would I change it? <laughs> one of the, one of the contentions in, in my own marriage, my wife is like, will you ever put that phone down? Like, <laughs> Okay, like I have to leave in the bedroom if we're spending time in the living room together because I know it's just there. That's, you know, I, I, I'm a social person and I'm on social media 24-7 pretty much. And and that that's part of um, getting uh, known, like, and trust, right? For people to do business with you, they have to know who you are. They have to like you. They have to trust you. But the first part that everybody skips over is they have to know who you are. And I failed in businesses before because I didn't get known. 
So for the last two years, really, I've been on this hell bent. I'm going to get known. Everybody's going to know who I am one way or another. Dude, I was just talking about this. I was on, just on an interview with another another Apex member just right before this, and he told he told me that it's like it's not it's not who you know, but it's how many people know you and what you do. Right. So yeah, like it's like if you meet somebody new, um, you introduce yourself. You ask them, you know, what do you do, and then they tell you what they do, and more than likely they're gonna ask you back what you do, and then they're gonna be aware, you know. Hundred so. percent. Yeah, you got to stay in front of people. You got to. You can't be a secret agent. You can't be an undercover. <laughs> yeah. Like for what you do, nobody, nobody knows anybody in the electrical world that they can trust. I yeah. moved to the city I live in now, la- the end of last June, July first, actually, uh, July thirty first. I'm sorry, the end of July. I don't know an electrician I can trust right now. Yeah. I just moved here. I, I I have one friend that lives in the area. So if I need an electrician, I have two options. Well, I guess I could ask a neighbor I speak to once in a while, but I could ask one of my neighbors. I could ask my buddy, who's happens to be, who happens to have just joined Apex. Um, I can ask him, um, or I can go on Google or one of the community pages out there. That's the only shot I have. Yeah. But if there was an electrician with a with a, that lived down the street and had a sign in his yard, he's a neighbor. There's automatically inferred trust there. If there was an electrician in my area that was always posting on Facebook and Instagram where I'm at. And I get to see him and follow him and, and notice him because he puts himself out there. There's an inferred trust there. People automatically trust on a certain level until you give them a reason not to. Yeah, and not like necessarily, like if 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 they put stuff out there all the time, like not necessarily like try to sell, you know, their services and stuff, but just give out information or you know try to try to help people out. Hundred percent and entertainment too. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that that I got from Gary Vee was was when he says uh, like find ways to put yourself out of business or give information like so people don't hire you but they actually do it themselves and then they just appreciate you for you know for not trying to sell you on that service but just helping you out. That's something that I try to do with my sure. business. Absolutely, because you know what they're going to start a project. They oh I'm going to save all this money and they're going to get the electrical panel open or they're going to get the face of it open and then they're going to go. Holy crap, I don't want to do this. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know the red wire from the black wire and what goes yeah. on. We've all been there, right? I, I consider myself a eh, panty man. You know, I can do some things. And that's how I was raised. I was raised on a farm and you just do things yourself. But man, at 54 years old, I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to, I just hire it done now. I don't want to do it. Sure, yeah. I just could I? Sure. I can get through. I'm not gonna do it as good or as quick as you are. Not to mention with electricity, I mean, I have the chance of burning my house down. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do that either, you know. Uh, so there, there's that whole get known thing. Uh, I, I tell my clients, I'm like, look, get locally when you have a local service such as you do, right? Get get known in your local community groups, and literally, if you see somebody that asks uh, for help on changing a head gasket on a 1967 Mustang, and you know how to do that. Then tell them how, you know, give them your two cents. Has nothing to do with electrical work, but they see your name. Yeah. And if your profile is set up properly, which I've seen yours is pretty decent, then they're going to, they're going to stalk you. Once they see your name two, three, four times, they're going to get curious about you. If you and I are having a chat on Messenger, 
and I think it's cool we didn't get to really know each other before these things, right? Because we really get to have a, a real authentic interaction here. Yeah. But if we have a chat, and I, and I tell my wife when she comes home from work, oh, I had this nice chat with this young man, Irvin, and he happened to join Apex back in January. Uh, I never spoke to him before. My wife needs a visualization of who you are. She's going to say, show me. And I'm going to pick up and sh pull up your profile Facebook. I'm going to hand it to her. The first thing my wife does is go to your photos and start flying through them. That's the first thing she does. Oh, he's yeah. got a pretty wife or a pretty girlfriend or, or cute kids or a cute dog. Or, that's just how we are. We stalk people naturally. So use that as a business owner. I tell them, take it, take it to your advantage and, and put yourself out there so people stalk you so they get to know you. You want to be stalked. Yeah, that, right? yeah, yeah dude. That's, that's one thing uh, that I learned from from my coaches at the at First Form, like the Legionnaire program that they have. Yeah. is is they say is like don't always post i mean i like sometimes i don't fucking do this but they they say don't um just post about fitness all the time like you have to get like five they say like just at least five like different like family uh your business uh workouts uh, supplements stuff like that and each day post one so when people stalk your profile how you're saying you know, they see that today you posted about work workouts. Yesterday you posted about family. The day before you posted about uh, what you're doing in your workplace and then stuff like that. So they see that, or your hobbies or sports or whatever you see, or whenever they stalk your profile, they see everything that you're about. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I didn't make this stuff up. I learned it, right? I learned it from yeah. it's out there. That's, that's what's kind of cool is I think, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs especially – we have this thing about not wanting to copy others because we don't want to be accused of being inauthentic. But the truth yeah. is, it's nothing new on this planet. We just need to take it and make it our own. And as long as you're doing it with, with the genuine, authentic feel of helping people and changing lives, it's, it's amazing how we know things and we learn things. And then other people have never heard of it. And then we scratch our head. We're like, well, if we know it, how come they don't know it? Right? Like kind of crazy. Then we can teach it. Sure. But then you get into imposter syndrome because we know it. We think it's simple, but not everybody knows that that's how we can bring value. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why yeah, I said dude. in the beginning, we, we work with people with trauma and, 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 and then their head spins from over information as well. Yeah. Like the, that's, that's the one that, that I've fall, fall into is like the information overload. Yeah. It's like my head is spinning. Cause it's like, I listen to everybody and, and I fucking go to all these, uh, networking things and it's just like shit dude there's like a lot of right. good value here but it's like what the fuck do I do <laughs> yeah pick one one coach and, and, and zone in on that system because they, uh, they all work I mean most yeah. work you know they yeah. all work and they all have an outcome but you find who lines look Ryan Stuman and Apex is my third coaching group since 2015 right but out of, but I had the experience of going through two others nothing wrong with those people good people good loving people whatever but, but Apex is most like me. They're in alignment with me, and I'm in alignment with them. And then they're good people. Um, it's, got, it's got a good, solid moral backing to it. Um, and they like to have a good time and drink a cold beer once in a while. That's people more like me, you know. Yeah. Not anybody gets stupid drunk or anything, but we like to socialize and we like to have fun. And, and we have each other's back. I think you've seen that in the short time you've been there. Like, sure. it is true. It's a family of choice. You know, we choose to be there. and We choose to help each other. So not to uh, take over your podcast, but I'd like to give you a little sample of what I do, if I may. I For picked sure, up yeah. 
Can I can I help you out with something? For sure, yeah. Let's go. Okay, you're in control because it's your podcast, so you let me know how deep you want to go with this. <laughs> is there is there something in your business or your personal life that you know you should be doing you're not doing? Uh, about like anything? Yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, the creating system and processes. Putting your processes together for your business? Yeah. Okay. So if you would, just for a minute, just put yourself in that position. Like you're going to sit down. You kind of know what you should do, right? You kind of have a ballpark idea. Yeah. And you want to do it, right? And you get ready to sit down to do it, but you probably feel some kind of block come up in your body. It's not in your head. Generally, it's in your body. If you can feel that block, tell me where you feel it. I'm not sure. Okay, no problem. Can you imagine yourself getting ready to do that work right now? Yeah, somewhat, yeah. Like okay. I, I, like how you're saying, like I, I have a general idea of what I need to do. Right. Um, I just feel like whenever I write something down, I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, but I feel like I need to add this. Where I feel like I it's too much things and I feel like I need to subtract this. And it's like I never actually finalize it. Yeah. Perfectionism? Yeah, something like that. Okay. But you don't feel a block from doing the work. You feel like you have to be perfect. Yeah. Where I feel like, yeah. I mean. Okay. Now, when you feel like you have to be perfect and that, that feeling comes over you, where do you feel that at in your body? Probably my head. In your head? Okay, awesome. Just overthink overthink a lot of shit. Yeah, cool. Do you feel it in your chest or your stomach at all? Probably my stomach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We always do. It's always in the body, right? Because the head is the head is the thinking part. We only use four percent of it anyways. The rest of it's subconscious and that translates to the body. So that feeling you have in your body right now, that perfectionism, right? That's called a uh part of us or an identity some people call it identity has anybody ever talked to you about core state work at all or true self work no okay so you want to do this exercise with me real fast yeah okay let's let's, let's clear this would you like to clear this up yeah if we could clear it up in the next five to six minutes would that be cool yeah that's cool okay awesome i want you to focus on that feeling in your stomach it's probably like a feeling like anxiety correct i mean I don't know exactly what anxiety is, but I mean, probably, it's, you know. It's a block. It's some yeah. kind of block. Okay. It's like a piece of concrete, something like that, usually. Yeah. Okay. So that's just a part of you. So I want you to do me a favor. In your head, I want you to communicate with that part. Now, the good part is it raised its hand and it said, I'm here, or you wouldn't feel that, right? Yeah. And it wants something good for you. It just doesn't know how to get it. So just silently, with your head, communicate with that part in your stomach that you're feeling and say, what do you want? And tell me what it says. Like I ask it what I want or what yes. does it want? Like what do you want to that part in your stomach that you're feeling? And I just, like, I just want to like let it all out. Okay. That's awesome. Just, so it gave you an answer. Go ahead. Yeah. Just like let it out. Just be more out there. Mm -hmm. Um, like everything that I'm that I'm thinking, like I told you, like I have all this information overload and I feel like I know what to do, but it's just so much that like I just don't do it. 
or I get overwhelmed that I'm like, fuck, well, what do I do first? What do I... Is, okay, is freedom... How do a good, I do this? Is freedom a good word? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to tell that part in your body, that part in your stomach. I want you to tell it in your head. I want you to say, thank you for answering me. And beyond freedom, what do you want? Uh, help people. Like, you want to help people. That's perfect. Beautiful. I will, again, stop right there. Break beyond that. Okay. Say thank you for answering it. Beyond freedom and beyond helping people. Ask that part again. What do you want? Uh, be happy. Yeah. Awesome. Now, if, if you felt freedom, if you were helping people and you were happy, what would that feel like to you? I feel like I would feel like I wouldn't have any worries. Like I'd be stress-free because I'd be doing what I want. And what would stress-free feel like? <laughs> uh, probably like uh, freedom, but just like my, my thing of freedom is like being happy all the time. It's yeah. not really thinking about like the bad shit that's happening. Would it feel peaceful? Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned core state when we started this exercise, right? Remember that? Yeah. So our core state always looks like this. It always looks like light, peace or peacefulness, uh, one or oneness with God, or just being. Because if we're just being in this very moment, we have no past. And if we had no past, we had no trauma. If we're just being in this very moment, we have no future. If we have no future, we have nothing to be anxious about. We have no anxiety. So when you can feel peace, you're in your core state. Have you ever felt peaceful in your life? Yeah. Okay, so you know what the feeling of peace is. Maybe you're just kicking back on the beach with a cold drink and your favorite person and some good music, and you were just relaxed. That's peacefulness, correct? The times that I feel more at, at peace mm -hmm. um, is, is, and I remember one particular um, place uh, where I went to Colorado on a road trip by myself. Uh, I was out sitting in the lake in the middle of the mountains with no signal by myself. So you know what it feels like? Yeah. Okay. Back to that feeling in the stomach that wasn't feeling so good. In your head, I want you to ask it. Say, how old are you or what age were you born? It's going to give you a number. 18. 18. And how old are you now? 26. Okay. Did you experience some kind of trauma at 18? And you don't have to say what it is. You can just say yes or no. Or you can say what it is. It's your podcast. Not that I remember. Okay. So you're 26. Like what, what is it mostly? Uh, so it could have been eight, What kind right? of situation? So, so 26 minus 18 is eight, correct? Yeah. Did you experience some kind of trauma at 18, or at eight, at age eight? Parents separated, parents fighting, some kind of abuse, nothing like that. Uh, I, think my, I don't know what age I was, but uh, my parents were going to. But they were fighting. They were fighting in front of me. 
not okay. physically, but just but just like verbally. Uh, okay. But they never separated. Okay. And uh, they're still together. So that was I was like in elementary. I don't know what age. Okay. And it happened again. It happened again last year. Okay. So twenty six and eighteen tells me it's age eight when you experience some kind of trauma. It doesn't matter what it is. Because this yeah. is going to look for all of it. It doesn't matter. We've all experienced trauma. We've all experienced uh, either bullying or uh, sexual abuse or physical abuse or parents fighting or dad laughed or, you know, grandpa told us we were ugly. I mean, something, right? We've all experienced something that traumatizes us at some point in our life. Then it's always, in, you know, most of the time it's in childhood, you know. Um, so all I want you to do, my friend, is I want you to remember that feeling of peace when you were in the mountains, Right. And I want mm -hmm. you to start at age eight to this very moment. And I want you to relive your life as if you're watching a movie. Okay? And just replay your life very quickly. It's going to take less than 60 seconds. And anytime you have a memory that was not peaceful, that, that caused some kind of trauma or discomfort, apply that feeling of peace from the mountains to it and then move right through it. You understand the instructions? Yeah. All right, it's going to take you less than 60 seconds. You go ahead and go. Tell me when you're done. Just relive your life like you're watching a movie. Just apply the feeling of peace and keep moving. All right. Okay. So now we're going to go right back to sitting down to building your processes. And you've written some stuff out and it doesn't, something's not right about it. You need to add more. You need to take some stuff away. You're not sure which direction. But this time when you're writing your processes, put yourself in the middle of the mountains feeling peace. Now you're writing your processes. And now tell me what it feels like and tell me if you still feel that in your stomach. Think you actually want me to write them or just think about it? Just think about it. Pretend you're doing it. Pretend you're getting ready to do it. I mean, if you want to write something out, write something out. You got an idea, write it out. Let's not let it, let's not let it get wasted. Yeah. Right? It's gonna help your business move forward. This is what we do. Okay. 
Okay. How's it feel? Feel powerful? Yeah. Feeling controlled? Relaxed. So now, my friend, every time you have a block in building your business, you just apply the feeling of peace to it and move right through it. Now, you might go a little deeper. Like sometimes you just can't do it that fast. So you might have to go back and go, okay, where do I feel this in my body? Okay. What we did was we took that eight-year-old you. You said you're 26. We took that eight-year-old and we grew him up to be a 26-year-old man because that block, that's that's an eight-year-old. Eight-year-olds procrastinate. 26-year-olds get their business done. Right? So those yeah. are also the same parts, by the way. When those parts or identities in us come up, those are the things that cause us to drink too much alcohol, uh, do illicit drugs, eat too much, have inappropriate sexual relationships. Those parts, because they want something good, but because they come from an immature point, they just don't know any better. So that's where then we get into fear and shame because people think it's them and then they get shame around their behaviors and then that makes them scared they're going to get found out. Brene Brown is a wonderful speaker. She's created a whole career off talking about this, right? And now I like to not so eloquently say you now have a circle jerk of fear and shame because shame begets fear and fear begets more shame and it just goes in circles and circles and circles until a pattern stops it. Until somebody stops it, a pattern interrupt. And the pattern interrupt is sitting down, figuring out where it is in the body, getting peaceful about it, applying it, then making the next step. I didn't cure any of your childhood issues forever. I certainly didn't solve anything. I'm not a psychotherapist. I didn't have you lay on the couch. All we did was we removed the block that's stopping you from taking the next action. Now, if you were my client and we were to sit down next week and talk about the next thing, there's going to be another block. There's going to be something else. So we just got to clear that. And then we got to take the next step. Now we institute the organic marketing, which, which uh, Apex teaches. And then my program also teaches more about uh, offline mailers, how to give proper bonuses to your clients, how to uh, get proper testimonials, and really just make them family forever. And, and I know this is going to make a lot of people mad, but I'm not a long-term believer in running ads. Because I think maybe to a point, you could you could add fuel to the fire once it's burning, or maybe you could jumpstart and get some attention. That's fine. But where does it end? Like if you're spending five, $6,000 a month, wouldn't it be nice just to be able to shut that spigot off and, and then yeah. be able to just have referral business come in so much that you just can't take any more calls? Yeah. You know, that would be nice, right? Where you're like, literally, I'm four months out. I'm six months out, you know, because business is just so good. That's all in your past business. That's all by taking your past clients and creating raving fans. Ryan Stuman doesn't run ads for Apex any longer or for Break Free Academy. Yeah. He's created a raving fan base. He also does not pay us referrals, but yet we all refer people to Apex all the time. Because he serves us, he overserves us, he helps us, he helps us figure out, well, that's what I help business owners do. Get through those blocks, cut through the BS of the, the I'm overwhelmed with this and my head is spinning here. Let's get a clear, concise plan together and let's just take the next step. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's How are you feeling? Did I overwhelm you a little bit? Uh, uh, no, no, more like more. relaxed. Good. Glad to hear it. I get a little passionate when you start getting me on my roll. I know you didn't really expect all this, but it just kind of spills out of me because this is what I was born to do. But it yeah. took me 52 years of my 54-year life to figure this out. Yeah, but I mean, it's good, you know, because anybody listening is going to benefit from this. Like I have people all the time, you know, tell, asking me, 
they're telling me that, you know, they want to do something with their lives. They just don't know what to do or how to do it. And, you know, when I was in high school, like I always, my dad taught me or he raised me with the mindset of like thinking like an entrepreneur or business owner, because that's what he is, right? He's a business owner. And that was me in high school. It's just, I knew I was going to do something. I knew I was going to, you know, I was meant for more than the average life. I just didn't know what I wanted to do at that time or how I was going to do it. I just knew that I was going to, or that I'm going to get there, you know, because I'm not even there yet. But I feel like that's, that's a lot of people that, that I know too. Yeah. So in that case, we would just start with what do you like to do? I don't care what it is. Yeah. You can make a living around it pretty much. In today's day and age, yeah, we have true. a gentleman that I was, I'm, I'm friends with, right? And he, he's a salesman and he sells a product. He makes, he makes a really solid mid, uh, not mid six figures, but uh, high, you know, between one and $200,000 a year. He makes a living, right? And, and he lives well, comfortable, but he's born for more. He's called for more. And so I said, I know this is a cliche, but if money wasn't an issue and you could just do everything for the rest of the day, every day of your life, what would you do? And he said, probably travel. So then why aren't you building a travel agency? Because yeah. if you're building a travel agency, you get to travel sometimes for free, but definitely for discounted travel because resorts want you to send your customers to them. Yeah. <laughs> so you could be traveling, you could be blogging, you could be selling travel, you could make that your whole lifestyle and make a really good living. We have a gentleman that's an Apex executive that makes a solid living as a travel agent. Travel agent, RDK, right? And he, and yep. I think he saw something to do with New York Fire Department before that, from what I've heard. I've never met Marty. I've never spoken to Marty, but I've heard him on podcast. I've listened to a little bit of his story, right? He's taken a passion of his, and he makes a solid living with it. We all can do that. Uh, we have a gentleman in Apex that builds uh, slot cars, does custom paint jobs for slot cars, and sells them. Now, it's not at the point where he's making a full-time living, but it's something he's passionate about, something he loves. Make a living off anything pretty much these days. Oh, yeah. Now, like you're saying, like, if, if they love that, then, I mean, they they rather do something they love, you know, with a good living rather than, than you know, be an executive at a company or whatever and hate going to work every day, but they just do it for the money. 100%. 100%. Yeah, man. No, this is, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> But <laughs> I just hear people say that it's great. But yeah, but it's because like it's it's not something that that uh you know comes up at all. So it's like you know hearing it for, from someone like yourself that actually specializes in in doing this and does it every day and with a whole bunch of other people. It's like you realize like oh shit like there's I mean there's more to it, you know than just what what do you listen to on an everyday basis. Yeah, brother. Everybody's chasing that money. Everybody's chasing the dream, but the, the bottom line is they don't know what they're chasing. Yeah. You know, when I, I stepped up, you know, I went up a level in Apex a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, even me, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not ready for this. I don't say even me like I'm something special, because I'm certainly not. I've taken a long time to figure out where my road was, but I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ready. And then a friend of mine who I'm very close with in Apex, she said, hey, this is what you wanted. I was like, yeah, you're right. So now I'm hiring employees for the first time. Uh, my son is my partner in my business. He's he's leaving his job. He's coming back full time with me June 14th. I'm interviewing a virtual assistant tomorrow. I mean, we're all growing at our own pace, right? But it's just at the point where there are certain things I don't want to do. 
You know, one of the things I don't want to do is check my own email. <laughs> one of the things I don't want to do is I don't want to apply to be on podcasts every day, but I have to get my name out there. Yeah. So these are things I'm going to have my virtual assistant doing, sending out applications to be on podcasts for me, going through my email, telling me what's important, telling me, get rid of the spam, right? Just stuff like that, you know, stuff I don't want to deal with. You know, I don't mind posting. I love posting. Some people don't. So we work on that. Yeah, like one thing that, that lately I've been realizing or that I got from the Million Dollar Mastermind was uh, Sean Whalen when he was talking about, like he, he was talking about building life, right? Not building a business. So the fact that like I can't get away from my business without it stop making money, um, like I have to build that, that life and then build the business or you know, my grind around that, you know, but, but focus on, on my life and what I want to do in my life, like freedom, you know, and, and I'm just like, shit, dude, like that's, yeah, like that's what it is, you know, cause I really like, I don't care about the money, you know, I care about like the freedom and doing what I want to do and all this, like, that's really what I care about and just helping people. But like to how you were saying right now, I was like, I don't like how, how you were saying that you felt like you didn't feel like, uh, you were that you when you leveled up to the executives, uh, you're like, entrepreneurs. Okay, entrepreneurs, yeah, you're like, that. what you felt like, like you didn't belong there, like you didn't, like that's that's how I feel whenever, like I wanna hire people, but it's like, dude, I don't know if, if, if I'm ready to like become that leader, you know, too. And that's something that I'm like having trouble with too, because I just realized too, like with the, with the Arte and the Apex, it's like, I mean, you, you have to scale, if you don't scale, it's like everybody else is going to beat you. You just don't own a job. Yeah, you just own a job and you don't get that, you know, the freedom that I'm chasing. Right. So, it's, so it's like Sean brought brought up the point of, of the freedom and that life that I'm chasing to doing whatever I want with my family and my future family and, and by myself too. And the point where like I have to scale to, to have, I have to build the business to support my lifestyle, you know, but I also have to be the leader and helping like all my team members, you know, achieve their goals. Cause that's what, you know, like I, I feel good doing that. So I've been like, just trying to balance those two things or working around those two things. 100% put your man, put your core values together, which you've already done. As you yeah. told me before we started, right? Get your core values together. You want to scale, go bid a big commercial job that you can't do by yourself. <laughs> yeah it's supposed to start in three months go bid it you know that alone is going to take you out of your comfort zone go build bid of whatever i don't know the electrical world so i'm not going to pretend to but go go build bid a uh an apartment complex the whole thing right Put myself in that situation yeah where i have to go you got to go hire 40 people or whatever right or go yeah. bid a uh, uh, with the developer that's putting in 150 new homes or something like that and be the only electrician on site where it's going to force you and you, and you know, and the projects will start in three months and you're going to have to hire 60 guys. Yeah. Boom. And then, you know, you might have to take a very small profit margin, but now you're not actually in the field. Now, you, now you're, now you're a CEO. Now you're running a company because you're probably gonna have to put a management level in between there. So you have to pay the guys. You're going to have to pay the manager, right? An operations manager or whatever it's called in your field. I don't know, right? Yeah. Now you're definitely going to need bookkeepers because you're not going to be able to keep up, 
right? Yeah. Now you definitely need social ma- media management because you can't just ignore that. So yeah. you might only <laughs> end up with a very small override. But as long as you're making what you're making today or a little bit more, what you're doing is you're setting the system up for the future. And now you got the notoriety if you've handled 150 homes or uh, 20 building apartment complex or whatever, right? And now when you go to bid the next big job, well, I did this one. Oh, he's got the experience. Yeah. And now you've just leveled up from everybody else. It's your level. Now you're competing with the big boys that are already out there. That's how you do it. You take the shot. Mm-hmm. Just go bid it. Hope you don't underbid it. Just bid it. <laughs> right? I feel like I'm overbidding. Yeah. Bid what you're worth. Yeah. Bid what you're worth, you know? For sure, man. How, yeah, I'm gonna... how does that feel, or do you have imposter syndrome around that still? No, I mean, I, I don't. Like, I, I've bid a couple of commercial, all the commercial jobs that have that I've gotten, the blueprints, you know, new builds, interior builds, build-outs and stuff like that. Like, I've bid them. Uh, I just never, <laughs> never got none of the jobs because I feel like I overbid them, but... I mean, I, I feel like I can't bid under that either because I'm not going to do no half-assed work like everybody else does yeah. and just run the cables going across everywhere. You know, I want everything to look good. I want everything to be perfect. You so, know, so that's why I bid what I bid. Yeah, so that's where creating a relationship with the person you're bidding in front of yeah. comes to play because people buy you, right? It's always about you and your 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 morals and your... your uh, your core values and people always buy you. They don't ever buy the job. They won't, they believe in you and they will pay extra for that. So you stick to your guns, keep getting known, keep building your presence, running those circles, networking, you know, something else that I'm doing personally. And I'm starting to teach some of my clients to do. You've heard of this concept of the $100 dinner club. Yeah. Start a $100 dinner club in your area and start inviting uh, general contractors and, and, you know, not a ton, but invite a couple and invite some attorneys and, you know, whatever, chiefs of police or general salesman, general managers of car dealerships or whatever, and host a $100 dinner club meeting for 10, 20 guys. But what you're getting out of that is you're helping somebody, but you're also networking. Mm-hmm. And you're networking on, on people that can afford to leave a $100 tip. You know, yeah, that's something yeah. we're starting this area. Because it helps me with the, the get known factor, and it helps somebody else. You're you're helping a, a wait a wait staff person that that probably is going to be surprised with a with a, a three thousand dollar tip or something. Yeah. At the end of the night, you know. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby yeah. steps. Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking because, like that that would be part of of creating. I mean, one of the things of the G code is posting in your Facebook group. Creating a Facebook group and then, you know, getting people like Facebook group locally and then getting like building a, a an event at a restaurant and then doing the $100 tip. So it's like, you know, you got everything at one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Your mind just opened up to a bunch of possibilities. It did. And I know a lot of people around around town that are, you know, let's say Apex. So I know that would be down for it you know what i'm saying so yeah man <laughs> thank you you're welcome i enjoyed it man anything else we need to cover uh well i mean yeah we're kind of running out of time here but uh yeah uh i hijack your podcast i just wanted to help you 
Yeah, no, man, it's good. I mean, you did you did help me. You opened up my mind to a lot of things. And, and I know anybody listening that's willing to try that exercise, you know, I know they're going to benefit from that. So just let them know where they can find you and everything you're doing. Yeah, brother, it's, re- it's real easy. I'm all over social media at The Real, Jamie Hyde, J-A-M-I-E, Hyde, H-Y-D-E, just like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? <laughs> and, and I'm not afraid. I'll put my cell phone out there. It's 561-692-3637. Best to text me first. I don't answer phones. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> text or find me on Facebook or Instagram, The Real Jamie Hyde. My program is Vision Quest for Success. I also have a Facebook business page around that. Don't mess around on LinkedIn too much. I'm not on TikTok yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I pick my one or two things that I'm good at. It's all I can handle. Sure. Yeah. And um, and I'm not okay, trying man. to save the whole world. I'm just trying to change or help. Not even change. I'm trying to help one person at a time and and just keep moving. That's my calling. So. Yeah, I feel you, man. So, last question. This is a can question I ask everybody: Is what do you consider your breakthrough moment, and why? I read a book called, um, uh, well, I read two books uh, by John Eldridge, Wild at Heart, and then the follow-up is called Fathered by God. And um, when I read Fathered by God, I was able to put down any childhood uh, hurt that I had or trauma that I had, not put it down completely, but uh, unpack it a little bit uh, that I went through with my parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. And then I understood that what it helped me understand is that we were raised by broken people and they were raised by broken people and our parents were raised, and our grandparents were raised by broken people. You know, that's what they call it, generational sin, not in sin is in a bad way, but sin is just, there's only one perfect person that ever walked this earth. And they put him on a cross for it. Yeah. So I've had a ton of breakthrough moments, ton of help, good mindset coaches, therapy for three years, apex, two groups. I've had a ton of them, but the major, major impact was that book helped me understand that any hurts that were caused to me as a child were done so unintentionally. And it's just because they were also raised by broken people. And that let me, you know, let go of and forgive a lot of perceived uh, wrongs that were done to me. And then it's just really just your perception. And then it helped me change the story that I tell myself, you know, and, and that was a big, big sigh of relief when I read that book. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. For sure, man. All right. So uh, you have a good day. All right. Thanks. You too, brother.